Thank you, Megan. Good morning, Village Church East. My name is Craig. Well, that was really pithy, wasn't it? Good morning, Village Church East. Uh, That was your turn. I should have given you a better cue. My name is Craig Jarvis. I'm the lead pastor here at Village Church East, and uh, you've picked a really good Sunday to be here. Uh, We are going to do something a little bit different, taking a little detour off of our study from Joseph to talk a little bit about what the Lord is doing in our church. And um, we don't usually uh, uh, do this. Um, We usually plan it at the beginning of the year, so we're going to call this like Vision Sunday, a bridge version. Um, And uh, today I need your help, actually, because I've laid out some things to just kind of tell you what the Lord's doing in our church, how the Lord has been working in our church, some things that you may have been wondering about Village Church. Maybe you're just fairly new. We have several folks that are fairly new with us. Uh, within the last couple of months. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of bring everybody into the same uh, conversation. And then later on, as we go through, um, I would like to get your input. So no one's allowed to snooze today, all right? No, this is a no snooze day. This is a day when uh, I'm going to need you engaged. Your brains are going to have to be engaged. Um, And I just want to put some highlights out there for you. And um, there's a scripture verse that always gets me. When I was in, in college, I was, uh, I was impacted by the verse. Um, I don't even remember the, the, the reference, but it's in the book of Psalms. And it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And uh, there's so much impacted in those words because it's not just like we're saying that we're redeemed. We're saying, this is what God is doing in my life. And as a church, I think that's important for us to do as well, especially in the world in which we live today. There's so much brought to us about what is happening in the world that's on a negative level. It might be good for us just to talk about what the Lord is doing in a positive way and how the Lord has been using us together as a church. We were going to have, we had a little AV issue uh, this morning, but we're going to have a video for you this morning that you can actually check out online. It's called Beginnings. And if you go to our webpage, not right now, but if you go to our webpage, you can view it on there. Uh, when it says who we are. So we go to vceast.org and you s- click on the button that says who we are and it'll take you to the history of our church. We did a little historical video on there and you can check that out um, at your leisure. But we have a lot to do today, so I'm going to jump right in and give you a little bit of background of Village Church East. Three years ago, we were sitting on my back porch and we were contemplating what the Lord is, was calling the Jarvis family to do and what the Lord was calling our little Bible study that we had started, what the Lord wanted us to do. And so as we sat there, um, we were talking about the possibility of planting a church. Now, there's, there's a lot of history that goes before this, and I'm not going to share all that with you, but these are just some pictures of that day as, um, as Michael Fueling, the lead pastor at Village Church of Bartlett, came over to our house, he and, and the elders and shared with us this vision of what it would mean for us to be a plant from Village Church um, of Bartlett. That November, uh, we decided to go forward, and we started evening services on Saturday night uh, there in the 601. That's a, uh, all, all kind of an all-purpose room at Village Church of Bartlett. We started those uh, meetings. We had several in attendance. We were pretty faithful uh, with the group, the core group that we had Um, And we started sharing the vision with Bartlett, and we started sharing the vision with our little group of people that wanted to start a church. From that point, we raised about $45,000, and with that, we began putting things together uh, to start this church. On February 26, 2017, we had our grand opening here at Fountain View with 128 people in attendance. In 2017, we finished with an average of 47 people in attendance, And now for the last four weeks, we've actually had an average of 71 people, which isn't bad for the summer months uh, for us to see that kind of growth in just two years. Our church has just celebrated two years of growth, two years, uh, birthday was uh, last Sunday in February. We celebrated that. And uh, now we are church, no longer a church plant. We are a full-fledged, thriving church in Carroll Stream. The Lord has done really amazing things. Yeah, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at what the Lord has done with us. Uh, we have seen people give their lives to Jesus Christ. We've baptized over a dozen 
uh, in our church already. We have growing leadership teams. We have six MDs and three ministry assistants who help me with my work to make my life a little easier. Uh, one of them you just saw up here giving announcements. Um, we're still, by the way, looking for MDs. Uh, we need an, a men's MD and an outreach MD. Now you're probably sitting there thinking, what is an MD? Ministry director. Ministry director. We call them MDs because if we call them ministry directors, they think they're far more important than they should be. So we just call them MDs. Yeah. Medical doctor. Well, you know how that goes. So uh, we are looking, we've been praying for an outreach MD and a men's ministry MD. And if the Lord lays that on your heart as we go through today, uh, the wonderful thing about being a part of a new birth church like ours is there's always a place for you to serve. 88% of our church is involved in some weekly ministry uh, on a regular basis. And uh, we are very, very proud of that. Um, we have growing leadership teams. Like I said, if, if the men's ministry or the outreach MD interests you, all you need to do is see me and uh, we can have a conversation. We have three elders now. Um, both of them are, all three of us are here, right? There's John. John, raise your hand. There's John. Yeah. There's Brent. Yeah. And there's me, the three elders. We have two deacons in training, two deacons in training uh, that the Lord is, uh, has brought to us. We're anxious to get them uh, busy as well. Actually, let's, let's back up to the MDs. Uh, if you're an MD, would you raise your hand if you're an MD ministry director? So you can look around and see all the ministry directors. These are ministry directors for uh, community groups, for first impressions, for connections, for communications. Everything that you see that functions on a regular basis is carried on by these folks and their ministry teams. Uh, our church is full of servants. Um, other than the MDs and the elders and the deacons, we have tons of ministry workers. And so I've been anxious for this one point in the, in the time with you today. If you are involved in any ministry here at Village Church East, any ministry, that is if you're a helper in the kitchen or if, you, if you're a helper in the, in the nursery or the children's area or the AV or anything like that, if you help in some ministry... Uh, through the week, uh, it doesn't have to be regularly, but you know, as a as a weekly ministry, uh, would you just raise your hand? I'm kind of curious to see how many we have. Look at all those hands! Isn't that awesome? So, this church is full of people that make church happen. Um, we have three community groups, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, community groups we call them CGs. Again, we go with the initials. Uh, three community groups, one meets on Monday night, one meets, meets on Thursday night, and one meets right after church on Sundays. And that one is, is a unique one. They're always looking for guests that are new or somebody that's checking our church out so that they can invite them to, to kind of get together and get to know each other. Community groups is kind of where you get to know each other on a more intimate level. So if you're interested in the church, what we do, who we are, uh, getting into a community group is really, really important. We have lots of room in our community groups for you to join. The Lord has laid it on my heart. I met with the elders yesterday. The Lord has laid it on my heart to start another community group. Uh, but we need to fill up the ones that we have now. And um, we're close, uh, but we need to get some apprentices in there. We need to get some folks that will help us lead those groups and be a part um, of those community groups. So if that interests you, uh, those are available and we're always looking to start uh, new ones. We finished the last two years in the black, which is really amazing for a new church plant. Um, that's with uh, help from Bartlett. They have given us $25,000 each year to, to help us uh, uh, meet our goals, and we are grateful for their ongoing ministry uh, to our church. There's ministry available for every age group now in our church, which is, again, really cool. Just after two years, we have a full-fledged children's ministry. We have a, we have a growing nursery, <laughs> which is really cool. Uh, and we have a youth ministry with a youth director. This is John. John, raise your hand up there. You've seen John before. John uh, and Gail help us with our youth. And we actually have, after just two years of ministry, a youth team of nine that are going on a missions trip this summer. Is it nine? Eight students, 11 total, 11 total uh, that are going on a missions trip to one of the poorest uh, North, uh, Native American uh, reservations in the United States. And they're going out there to help them build, and they are, <laughs> they are finding out that they're going to be roughing it a little more than they had planned on. 
uh, but it's going to build character, and uh, they're going to be changed by this amazing opportunity because we have such an amazing youth ministry. We have a ladies' ministry. You saw the sign up there earlier. Uh, they met yesterday. We have tons of ladies that go to that. That's um, headed up by my wife, Beth, right there. And, uh, and Diane is a huge part of that. That's Diane over there. We met at her house. Well, we didn't, but the ladies did yesterday for the ladies' drop-in. And uh, we have a growing ladies' ministry here at this church. We have a presence in the Carroll Stream community. They know we're here. Uh, we, you saw that we marched in the parade, gave out water bottles, and each water bottle had our, our uh, church name on it. Um, yes? How did you come to Village Church? Get out of here. Was that us giving you water? In Bartlett. Wow. So Gwen came to church because somebody gave her a bottle of water on the 4th of July. Wow. Very cool. That's very cool. What? And you dragged your husband along. Without that bottle of water, we wouldn't have a drummer. Cha-ching. Yo, you were here sooner. There's power in a bottle of water. Yeah. Give it a drink of Jesus. Drink of water in Jesus' name. Uh, we love doing outreach events. We did a one concert yesterday, which was uh, yesterday, last week, last year. <laughs> I need a vacation. Last year, and uh, that was right outside on this uh, on this field out here, and uh, had a great time with that. Uh, the mayor knows we exist, uh, which is really cool. He was the first person I saw on Saturday morning, and we've prayed over him. Uh, we prayed over him at that one concert. Um, we had. Uh, we have National Night Out coming up that we'd love for you to get involved in. We help feed families. We donated two freezers uh, to the Food Network here in Carroll Stream uh, over Christmas. So we have an outreach, we have an emphasis to uh, reach out to our community, which needs to be greater, which means we need an MD for outreach. Did I mention that already? So if that's you, we could use somebody in that area. And we are known at Fountain View Athletic Center. This is where we have our presence. And uh, if you're wondering why, when we sing, you still hear a lot of noise from out there. It's because we intentionally keep the doors open when we sing. We want people to be blessed with the music that we, we proclaim, with the worship that we proclaim here. And uh, sometimes Brian even cranks it up a little louder uh, when they have their teams out there playing so that we can bless them uh, and, and uh, use the Lord's music uh, to reach out beyond these doors. We are no longer a test tube experiment. We are a full-fledged church. We have three families in our new members class right now. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not, but we have a new members class going on with three new families in there. This church is going to be here for a long time. We've started something that now has legs. And uh, we've started something that wasn't here before. So bravo, bravo. Uh, And Lord willing, this church will outgrow us. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Lord will do with our church. Bartlett started the same way. And now Bartlett is a well-known community-involved church in their community, and we want to be the same. We want to plant churches that have a heart for the community. Um, The worst thing of all is for a church to leave in the community to not know they left. So we want to make a difference in the community where God has put us. We are an emerging church with our own DNA. So this morning, what I'd like to do is talk to you a little bit about what that DNA looks like. Um, That was all introduction. Um, Joseph is an interesting character because he had a dream about how the Lord would use him. He didn't know how that would go. He certainly didn't know he was going to get beat up, sold into slavery, lied about by a loose woman, thrown into jail, forgotten about when he was in jail, and then put in second place in, in Egypt only so that he could save his family from famine. He had no idea. All he knew was that the Lord had his hand on him in some unique way. He had the dreams. And those dreams kept him going. Through all of the heartache, through all of the pain, through this journey, this weave that the Lord had him go through in his life, he kept his eyes on the fact that God had a purpose for his life. And God has a purpose for our church's life. We're finding the road. The road is taking us down a couple of different pathways, and and, uh, we follow each one. Uh, Some of them are tough. Some of them are challenging. Some of them are fun. Uh, But all of the time, we're watching for God's leading through all of this. Ultimately, building the church is the vision, but the details 
are being put together by God. Ultimately, building the church is the vision. But the details are being put together by God. Let me give this verse, 1 Corinthians 3.5. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he writes to them, and they're bragging about, hey, listen, I was baptized by Paul, I was baptized by Peter, I was baptized by... You know, they were, they were talking about how important they were because they had an in with the, guy, the guys that were in charge. And Paul is explaining to them, and he's saying, listen, a church is not built on the backs of some important one, two, three people. The church is built by God. And the people are the ones who do the work. But God is the one who pieces it together and leads them uh, uh, as a group, as a church family, down the path for them to be built together. So he writes to them and says, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. God creates the DNA in each church that makes those churches unique. And he is creating a DNA in Village Church East. This DNA takes the form of the people that he puts in there. And we work together and we kind of give a flavor to this church, so that it, it is different. It, it is unique in some way. It makes us different. Some churches are known for reaching the lost. Some churches are known for places where people go to heal. Some churches are known for teaching churches, or some churches are known as planting churches. And what I want to talk to you about today is simply this. What is our church known for? What gets us excited what, what makes us unique as Village Church East? What is the DNA emerging from Village Church East? There's a couple of different ways that we can tell what our DNA that is emerging looks like. The first one is itches. Itches are things that we know need immediate attention. <laughs> like the AV this morning needs immediate attention. Stuff that comes up, but this, this is a shallow thing, but things that come up in our lives that need immediate attention. Mark lost his mom this week. And uh, we are going to have a very special time together with him on Friday, him and his family. We're excited about that. Roseanne has been to our church. Uh, we have been a part of her life. We've been excited to, to, that the Lord has given us a piece of her life, and now we get to celebrate her on Friday. That is an immediate itch that we get. It's a moment when we can enter into the life of somebody else and we can start building our DNA because we need to minister to each other. And as we do that, we, our DNA begins to emerge. We become a unique church when we do that. Or when we marry Todd and Lucy, you know, or when we, when we enter into each other's lives and, and we get involved with what's going on with each other. Those are the itches. And then we say, okay, what kind of fruit? The question for this is, what kind of fruit is God bearing from those things? When we have an itch and we scratch it, we meet the need, the immediate need, what comes out of that? Are we a more caring church? Are we a healing church? Are we a, are we a networking church? What kind of church comes out of us when we meet those immediate needs? The second thing is breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are what God lays down so that, what, you don't like breadcrumbs? I like, I love you. Uh, yeah, breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are what you follow. You know this is a Hansel and Gretel thing, right? You do know the story of Hansel and Gretel, right? I'm Canadian, so, you know, I heard it all the time. It's a freaky story. But these kids laid down the bread. The birds picked them up, and they got stuck with a witch that wanted to eat them. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I'm glad we're not recording this. But uh, God puts down breadcrumbs, and we follow those the doors that he presents to us, and we push on them. And as he opens the doors, we walk through them boldly, humbly, carefully. And as we walk through them together, we realize maybe the Lord is growing us into something, into a unique part of his organization of churches here in the Carroll Stream in the Chicagoland area. So the question is, what doors are being opened by God? What is he showing us? We need to be bold, think outside the box, but the vision becomes clearer as we take advantage of picking up the breadcrumbs. The third one is burden. This is simple. This is what we know we should be doing. Burden is a preferred future that 
we know the Holy Spirit gives us a picture of. So the question here is, what things are we commissioned by God to do as a church? Well, we're commissioned to go into all the world, preach the gospel, right? So we preach the gospel. By the way, that may become more and more difficult as our, as our culture grows and grows. Just FYI. Because the gospel is the inclusive truth of Jesus Christ that is given all throughout Scripture from the narrative Genesis to Revelation. And so when we say preach the gospel, we don't just mean preach only the things that Jesus said. Jesus reiterated all the things from the Old Testament and inspired all the things in the New. And so when we say preach the gospel, we mean preach the entire Word of God. That may become more and more difficult. But we're, on, we're, we're in for it, right? You might have to come visit me in jail. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, speak the truth in love. All these things we know we should be doing. This is because God has given us this truth in His Word, and we know these specific things drive us forward as a group. Now, out of that comes values, so while we preach the gospel, we know we don't leave anything behind. We preach all of it. And so we want to be a church that teaches well. So we might become known as a church that teaches well. One thing that is a value for us is God has told us to plant churches. And so I'm, I'm praying that the Lord will give us an opportunity to plant churches. We want to grow small. Our goal here at Village Church East is to grow small. Our goal is to grow healthy churches and to grow Churches where community can happen, real community, and we can expand through the, through, the, uh, uh, through the communities all around us. All right? So, the purpose of Village Church East. Every person here has a part to play. You are in this body for a reason. Whether you are a part of our membership, or you are checking us out, or you've been with us for any length of time, or you go home and you're thinking to yourself, I think this is where the Lord would have us to come and be a part. If that's the case, you are given gifts that are meant to build a DNA in this church. A DNA that is actually right now being molded together, being formed. And so this is the unique part of our morning where we actually are going to do a little conversation. My goal is not to build a church that looks like me. That would be extremely depressing and probably stress you all out because I pretty much am stressed out most of the time. You wouldn't like it very much. I'm not stressed out most of the time. I'm, uh, uh, but I am a unique individual and I do not want to create a church that looks like me. Our church needs to look like us. So I sent you an email earlier this week and what I'd like to do is to take this moment and to kind of get some feedback from you on where we've been. What have you enjoyed that we have done? What have you felt like you really were able to use your gifts to do? Where have you felt like you have participated, added? Where have you, like Gwen just mentioned, I got a bottle of water and that pulled me into this church. Those are the kind of stories we're looking for this morning. And uh, I'm going to take, actually I'm not going to take notes. I've got somebody that's actually going to take notes for me. And, uh, and we're going to review these notes. The leadership is going to sit down, review the notes. Um, instead of us giving you a vision... I'm looking for you to help us understand who we already are. What's important to you about Village Church East? What has impacted your family? And if we don't get anything out of this, uh, as far as a vision for us to move forward, at least what it will do is it will encourage your pastor's heart. Uh, because I would love to hear how this, the Lord has used this church uh, to make you into somebody maybe that you didn't know you were going to be made into. All right, so let's take the journey of Joseph and do some little self-evaluation and talk about where we have come and what's important to you. So, um, what have we been doing that you have loved? The one concert. Okay, why did you love that? You're a people person? Mm-hmm.
Baptism in the community pool. Right. Yeah. Gives us a presence in the community. Well, I don't know. If, yeah, yes, because it's, it's not uh, secluded. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just our church. Yeah. But when we were out in the park, we're worshiping and we're talking. And so you could get anybody who's walking by and, and um, things like that. Okay. So being out among people is what you've enjoyed that we've done. Good. Okay. Somebody else? Todd. I'm accessible. Okay. It's good. And I didn't even give you water. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, that's right. A little bottle. Yeah, okay, cool. Good, Todd. Thank you. Yeah, Karen. Very cool. So people remembered your name? Jim, John. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you were important to us the minute you and your family walked in here, Darren, you were really, you, you were important, you felt like you were important to us. Remembering names goes a long way. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. Mark. Worship band. Yeah, the music. Yeah. Yeah. We choose, we choose music intentionally because of the lyrics. We want the lyrics to match the theme of the day and definitely to be theologically correct. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> blast it out the doors. And you do. I yeah. Very nice. Do you know Mark, uh, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted somebody, I don't know who I interrupted, but Mark, uh, you, out of 52 weeks, you drum for like 49. What? 42. 42. I only told you one week a month. One, <laughs> that's right, you did. I, my, my math is terrible. I went to Canada school, so my math is bad. Yeah. We love it too, Mark. You do a good job. I cut... Nice, nice. When you're, so when you're doing your riffs in the morning, people are listening to you outside. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Don't knock Frank. Blue eyes. John. Relational aspects. I'm only repeating it because we want to make sure it's recorded. Um, uh, relational aspects, like what's going on with the youth? They're bonding together, and they certainly are. Yeah, and again, community groups. Yeah, community all groups. Growing together. Yep. Yeah. Again, if if you're not in a community group, let me just take this opportunity to encourage you. That's a big part of what we do here. And if you like the the uh, relational part of it, uh, that's like uh, re- relationships on steroids. So I'd encourage you to be part of that. Back on John, one of the things that we've appreciated is how easy you've made it to serve. It doesn't feel like serving where it's been in the past, well, I've just got to go and endure because it's the right thing to do. We get to enjoy building relationships, going out and doing something, nice. reaching out into the community, and it doesn't feel like serving from the, response, from the aspect of responsibility as much as it is doing something that we get to enjoy with our friends, and you make it so easy to get involved. Cool. We've had That's right. Yeah, they're very cool. So two aspects. First, it's easy to get involved here. And second, uh, you feel like it's a big part of how you get connected faster. Absolutely. Very nice. Good. Thanks, Ken. Good. Uh, over here, I haven't scanned over here. I feel like it's quiet over here. Diane. <laughs> second. AA. Yeah. Uh, as a parade, um, we have some people from fellowship, and 
Yeah. Wow. Uh, good workers. Yeah. Did you tell him we just wanted to go home? <laughs> it's really hot. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, good. That's good. So, uh, but you seconded it in an interesting way. You said uh, it's really important that we, um, uh, the ease of getting involved. Like, you literally could come here one Sunday and be participating in something to do here at the church. Yeah. Good. Comfortable finding your gifts and using them. I like it. There's nothing worse than doing a job because you feel guilty. It's the worst. All right. Uh, anyone else? Ready to go on to the next thing? Good. Thank you for your participation. No negatives. That's interesting. Um, what we loved. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's true. Thank you, Megan. Here's a different question then. This could go in a negative way. What should we be doing that we know we should? What should we be doing that we know we should be doing? John. You know, one of the takeaways from the Fourth uh, of July parade is all of us who participated got to see up close and personal the community that we're in. Yeah. Right. And I just think it was a great experience to be able to see, you know, what does our ministry field really look like? Right. You know, whereas they're watching us, I think we were really watching them. Yeah. They didn't realize it, but it was a, it was just a remarkable kind of um, you know experience for me in that I you know I got to see you know all these folks in, in Carol Street stream and we wonder why God planted us mm. and participating in events like that. I think you know will reveal. All right, so I'm going to try and summarize. The fourth, doing the parade, allowed us to get a vision of the community around us. And one of the things we realized in the what should we be doing category is to make our church look a little bit more like the community looks. The diversity in the community. And, um, and so maybe we, maybe we need to think about some ways that we can invite or make it inviting for, for diverse ethnic groups to be a part of East Yep. Yeah. So God has put us in Carol Stream to reach those folks, and we got to see the the di- yeah yeah the, what do you call it the dynamics the the demographics of the area. John. Yeah, a lot of us are from different communities. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess within these walls and to, and, to, and to those that are unchurched. Good. So a lot of us come from like Bartlett or Roselle or different areas around Addison. So we, we congregate here. And so we need to make our focus a little bit more on how do we get into the Carol Stream community and uh, make, make our presence a little bit more known. Nice. Good. Lucy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. We could check that out. Um, so I'm going to try and summarize so that we can revisit this. Um, our presence, our physical presence is easy to miss because we only have one flag out on the road. Um, so maybe we need to think about some ways to make our physical presence known more. And Gwen had a suggestion that maybe that might be 
doing what the Bartlett ladies do in uh, Facebook. Uh, the, what is it, the women's group on Facebook for Bartlett? Bartlett Women's Group. For the la- yeah, for the ladies and the families. And so maybe we could do that for Carol Stream. I'm not trying to cut you off. I just want to make sure we get all this down. Good. What? That's why he's so joyful all the time. He's not on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. That's excellent. Good. What? Uh, when you go past a church, you know it's a church, and uh, not everybody's on Facebook, so if we, do, if we rely heavily on social media, we're bound to continue to be missed, so maybe we need to think of some ways that we can make our physical presence known more in uh, Fountain View. It's good. All right. Uh, anybody else? What should we be doing that you, we know we, sh- we think we should? Yes. This, this is, by the way, Penny's mom. So. <laughs> Just to embarrass you. Penny... <laughs> yeah, well, Julie, yes. Uh, but we're glad that you're here. Penny, you do, you do a wonderful job. Thank you. Uh, I work for the Bartlett Park District, and we're continually looking for new programs. So what I would suggest is reaching out to the Carroll Street Park District and maybe getting involved through programming, um, maybe with any talent that anyone can share, or if you could possibly bring religion into that as a program, and I don't know, um, just to get you know the word out to So uh, work with the park district to see if we can do Carroll Stream Park District and put some programs together. Fly fish. Okay. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Right. Yeah. So do a program in the community through the park district or the library to make our presence a little bit more known. Good, good suggestion. Thank you, Julie. Julie's point goes back to what we had talked about a year or two ago. Um, there are basketball yes, there, yes. Possibly setting up yep. with the park yeah, we've actually talked a little bit about doing basketball programs or baseball programs in the community, but that kind of got put on hold. Good suggestion, though. Good. All right, ready to go on to the next one? Uh, what future are we hoping for that is obvious from the Holy Spirit and Scripture? So, what future are we hoping for? This is where we get to dream a little bit, and I'm interested to know your dreams. What are you here and you hope for? Mark. More people to get saved. Yep. Yep. Uh, your answer is always the same. Yeah. Yep. Get people saved. Yep. Awesome. Good. What are you hoping for? More programs, stronger families, uh, more emphasis on marriage. What are you What are you hoping for? Yes. Can't hear that last part. Okay, more outreach. Did I mention we need an outreach MD? I have mentioned that, right? I just want to make sure I didn't skim over that too fast. Yeah. That would be my desire. Yeah, that would be my desire as well, that we have one person that's always looking for, okay, here's the next thing that we can do. Here's the next thing that we can do. And then they build teams and make it happen. Right now, it's kind of a group effort to do the parade or the national night, national night out. Um, but we'd like to do more of those. Yeah, very cool. Okay, cool. Thanks, Amber. We might talk later. Yeah, good. All right, sure. Permanent place so we don't have to keep breaking down and setting up. All right. That's interesting. I, I wonder, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I wonder, I'm just curious to know, like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, I can't wait to get into a place that we don't have to set up and tear down. But 
I, I kind of wonder, is that like high on everybody's priority list at this point? It is for me, for youth. For youth. Because I would like a location where you can stretch out a little bit and do more, yeah. more things, um, especially during the winter months. When yeah. Okay, yeah, for youth, okay. Right. You know, if we want to be here, not on Sunday, it's not a guarantee. Right. The set of teardown doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, like yeah. Just, yeah, if you want to do a WANA or something right. right in the future, I mean, you need a, lo- a physical presence. So can we say a location so that we can have weekly ongoing ministry, a and presence in the community? Directly go into our physical presence, too. Right. Right, 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 right. That's where our building's at. Church. Yeah. Now, keep in mind that if that were to, uh, if that were to happen sooner than later, which I, I don't actually know when it's going to happen, I'm not in a terrible rush for it to happen because the Lord is doing something with us. And um, it, when you make a major change like that, you could derail what he's, what he's doing in some ways. Um, I mean, there's a lot of issues that come with a building <laughs> that we don't have to deal with here. Um, but there's a lot of blessings as well. So when, if, when we make the move, which we will eventually, we just want to make sure it's the right, right time. Yeah, I mean, not to say the building isn't, isn't, isn't part of the DNA that people are, right? But yeah. the, the, that asset is, is helpful to bring in others within the community. Yeah, right? Again, yeah. through these other programs that are not on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, good. Mark? You do. <laughs> you get your Sunday morning cardio here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a building would be nice, but then we lose the fact that we can't reach people that would never normally come to a place where there's church. Yeah. 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 And, and the staff here, uh, we are building into their lives in some pretty unique ways. Yeah. Pros and cons. like you said, wherever God leads us, that's where we need Yep. Yep. Lucy. How many people have come or joined because they heard of us through the recreation center? Yeah, I don't know. Has anybody come because they've been here for a workout? I know we might have one that's not here, and we've had visitors. Yeah, but none this morning that are with us, right? No, so a few. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But seeds are sometimes hard to see grow. So each Sunday we plant seeds. Each Sunday. All right. Uh, anyone else? I'd like more, like more involvement in community groups. More involvement in community groups. More, more people in community groups. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I agree with you. Good. All right. Um, uh, let me give you an update on uh, Village Bible. Some of the folks are actually here with us today. Welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, they are still um, um, just talking through whether or not uh, they would like to be a part of what we're doing. And so we're just kind of leaving it in th- their court for them to pray over and just watch the Lord lead. And uh, so we continue to pray for them and uh, anxious to see what the Lord does uh, with them. We'll still continue to do things with uh, Village Bible as we do with Fellowship and all the other churches in our area uh, that want to do stuff with us. But uh, one thing that I've enjoyed doing is just all the networking we're doing with all the churches in our area. Uh, and we'll continue to do that as well. It's actually a lot of fun for me. So um, pray for us. Uh, your uh, ministry extends beyond this church, just so you know. Uh, I'm actually, uh, Beth and myself are going to Korea uh, in a week, two weeks, two weeks, and I'll be teaching on, <laughs> the Lord is just amazing. So I had a whole thing planned. I've been planning this for six months. Um, uh, we'll be doing two camps in Korea, one camp in Korea, preaching on Sunday, uh, working with the teenagers. We've got 53 kids signed up. These kids don't go to church. Christianity is brand new Korea. 
Uh, it just came to the shores there last century. It's just, it's an amazing mission field. 25% of Korea is now Christian. Uh, and so the gospel is just blossoming in this country. And we have been invited to be a part of that through this organization that we're involved with. And uh, so I started putting together some plans f- to go. And I just got the notice this week uh, from the lady that we work with over there. And she said, you've got to cancel all your plans. Uh, the Lord has laid something on my heart. We need to teach about Joseph. So I said, well, it just so happens. So, uh, so I ditched everything I was going to do and redid it all this week. And, uh, and it was fun and tiring, but I got it done. And, uh, and so I'm going to be going there in two weeks to teach on Joseph uh, to kids who have never heard the story of Joseph before. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, and I'm going to be preaching at a church with a translator on Sunday. So I would appreciate your prayers for that. Um, Matt Young will be speaking here, and we love Matt Young when he comes to speak, so that's going to be exciting. But if you would just remember to pray for us, we would value your prayers greatly. But we're only able to do that because you let us do it, basically. And um, I know you get excited about the way that God uses us there, and that makes us excited as well. Uh, so we feel like we're actually an extension of, uh, of Village Church East over there. And um, we'd be grateful for that. Uh, and then we have Membership Sunday coming up. We'll have Kathy's not here. She's, she's, uh, she's in California. But uh, how many people do we have joining? Six. Six. Six joining for Membership Sunday. So that's very cool. All right. So last thing. Um, why are you here? Why are you here? Um, are you here because of the product? Are you here because of the love you receive? Are you here because of the vision? And my goal is to make sure that all of us are here because of, well, all, everything up there is good. And uh, I want to make sure that not only are you in love with the vision, but you're part of it. And so I leave you with this. It's time to go all in. Um, Joseph, if this is where God has put Joseph, Joseph did everything he could to his full ability, right? Whether he was a slave, whether he was in prison, whether he got forgotten about, whether he got beat up by his brothers, whether he was in charge and his brothers were jealous of him. Like, so everything he did, he seemed to do it to the best of his ability. And uh, so I'd love to see that in our church as well. So if you're part of what East is doing, if this is where God has put you, do it with your whole heart. Go all in. Serve faithfully. Give sacrificially. Join a CG a community group. Get involved. Whatever we've talked about this morning, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you know what? I kind of like what the church is doing. I think I should be a part. Don't let that go. Act on it. And uh, that's why we have the next steps card, the red card. And uh, we would love for you to get involved with what we're doing here. You would love it. Uh, And I appreciate what Ken said. Uh, Serving here is not so much a chore as a joy. And I think you'll experience that as well. By the way, let me also encourage you to keep giving uh, financially, if you've not made giving a priority for you as a part of your worship, uh, we, need, we need our folks to be faithful in their giving. And so uh, we are, like I said, the Lord has blessed us financially, uh, but we need to start planning for the future. And if we're thinking that we might move to a building, we need to start getting a fund together for that. We need to start planning for all of these things, and we just don't have the resources for that yet. And so if you're part of this church, I would encourage you to be a part of the giving as well. And make that a priority for you and your family. Time to be flexible. Uh, don't get married to your ministry. Here at Village Church East, don't get married to your ministry because you may not be doing it next week. We give people a job to do and then we take the job away. And it's not because we're mean. It's just because that's the way the Lord leads. That's, the, that's what he does. And he works in our lives to create in us different gifts that used in different ways. The worst thing of all is for you to hang on your ministry like this. That will frustrate you so much. But when you hang on your ministry like this, you get to see, okay, the Lord can use me in this way today, and he might change that ministry tomorrow. I've met people that hang on to ministry like this, and when you take that ministry, when that ministry has to change for one reason or another, they leave the church. Uh, That's when ministry becomes an idol. We don't want to do that here. We want ministry to be a joy, and we want you to be a part of whatever ministries we are doing. No matter what you do, put your whole heart into it, and be flexible. Be ready for different scenarios. Can you imagine if Joseph wasn't flexible? <laughs> that would, he would be the most miserable guy, I think, in the world. But he was flexible. 
and time to adopt a support mode. What do I mean by that? Jump in. Be a part. Um, one way that I would encourage you to be a part is one thing that we do, uh, and I'm trying to get some legs on this, is um, encourage you guys to meet with others. We call it Who's Your One? And uh, there's no template for this. This is just giving your time to somebody that God has put within your circle of influence. Friend inside the church, friend outside the church, family member, excuse me, could be anybody. But God has put somebody in that circle. And basically all they need is like coffee with you for an hour a week. Just something where you meet them and you just talk about life. No agenda, no reading books, no Bible passages, no verses, nothing like that. I mean, you can if you want to. Just love on them. People who live this way with their phones need to learn to live this way with their brothers and sisters. And so you can help them with that. Go to somebody that the Lord has put in your circle of influence and just say, listen, what do you think if we just meet once, once a week? And we just, just, just talk. Well, what do you want to talk about? Eh, just life. Let's just meet once a week. Um, it is an amazing way uh, to build a relationship strong and to just encourage somebody that just needs your love. All right? I can give you more information on that if you want, uh, but Who's Your One is an exciting thing that we are really going to be pushing uh, here at Village Church East. My goal is to make sure that everybody has one person in their life that they're giving to on a weekly basis. All right, questions or comments? All right, this has been a completely different Sunday, I know. And uh, if you came waiting to hear me preach, uh, this was not your Sunday. Um, But come back next week, and uh, we'll pick up the story of Joseph. All right? We're going to go into a time of communion. uh, But before we do that, I'd like to end this time with you really joining with me in a moment of prayer. Um, And I'm going to ask you to stand and... um, I'd like to just get, take this opportunity at the end of our conversation to have a conversation with the Lord. Father, we are grateful that you have given us Village Church East. Something that didn't exist three years ago now has a powerful impact in our lives and in the lives of several in Carroll Stream. Uh, you, have, you have taken us out of the birthing room and now we're growing. We are a real live entity. And so, Father, I pray that you would do amazing things with our church, that you would bring people to us that that we need to have gifts added to us so that we can be who you want us to be. Help us to figure out this DNA. Help Help us to enjoy finding what we do good, what we do really well, and help us to do it even better. I pray, Father, that uh, you would influence so many people through our church, Father, that you would, like Mark said, that you would save people through the influence of our church. Help people to know that at this church we love you first and we love each other. I pray, Father, that that would never change. Thank you for the excitement in this church about serving you, how it is a, how it is a joy and how we get to use our gifts together and find out our gifts so that we can be better servants for you. And I pray, Father, in all of it, absolute all of it, that you would receive all the glory because it all belongs to you. Whoever we are, whoever you make us into, It's only because you have loved us and given us this great responsibility to spread the gospel, to preach the truth, and to love those around us. Help us to always do that really, really well. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.